Welcome to Brag Talks, the place where we share praiseworthy stories. We dream big and brag about it. I'm your host, Heather Van Cura, and we are kicking off season seven of Brag Talks. And season seven is all about skills development. And in case you didn't know, I published a book in 2023, which is titled Developer Career Master Plan. And season seven is going to be bringing you stories of professionals who have implemented some of the skills I talk about in the book. And today I'm really pleased to have as my guest, Eileen He, who is a colleague of mine. And coincidentally, we are starting with a skill I talk about in chapter one, which is developing skills continuously. So it's the secret to learning technology quickly and continuously. And Eileen has a really inspiring story and I think a relevant story for the times talking about how she came to develop skills around machine learning and artificial intelligence, which I think can benefit anyone, regardless of your role or your industry. So welcome, Eileen. Thanks, Heather, for having me here. Well, thanks for being my guest. And I would love to hear the story of how you started to learn about machine learning and artificial intelligence. How did that come to be? Sure. Uh, so machine learning is actually not something I learned in school. I, I majored in computer science, but I didn't take machine learning courses then, nor was machine learning a very big thing at the time. Uh, but several years ago, I got, I guess I hear more and more about machine learning, I get really interested in the topic. So my starting point was actually YouTube videos. I basically um, searched and uh, watched some of the recommended videos and start to have a little bit of understanding about it. And in that process, I get rec uh, the YouTube will actually recommend you on new sources. One of that is uh, Andrew N's course. So I actually took one course, uh, one of his Coursera courses on machine learning. Uh, that's really kind of the beginning of it. And then there's also a popular educational channel called Three Blue One Brown. It's a channel focusing on mathematics, uh, and then. It also touches upon physics, computer science, and machine learning. It really, uh, what, what's outstanding about that channel is that it makes complicated concepts approachable uh, with very clear explanations. So I, that's really the beginning uh, of my learning of uh, machine learning. And then uh, later, I, you know, it's such a big field. I uh, listen to podcasts, really try to utilize my time, let's say I'm walking or I'm doing other things. I don't have to look at a screen, but I get to uh, listen, absorb a lot of information and uh, learn more about the domain. And then I also took uh, various uh, Stanford online courses, including some of Andrew N's courses. So that was the time that was when I basically, okay, I'll set a goal, I'll learn one algorithm per day. So that was really helpful. And uh, as Heather, you know, later I uh, took a MBA program at Wharton. So I my goal to 
of going to Wharton was actually learn about business. Uh, one thing I did not expect is uh, the statistic courses and various analytics programs I uh, was able to participate. That actually is uh, unexpected and it actually significantly boosted my understanding of uh, various machine learning topics. There's uh, a big part of the uh, machine learning we talk about today, their traditional statistics and uh, a lot of the new like algorithms or approaches today and also have a very strong statistics foundation. So that again, uh, further helped my learning there. And then of course, um, there was uh, at work, then we turned out we, I was uh, able to participate in some of the projects and that on-job learning and uh, research and solving problems and collaborating with team. So all this together really, uh, that's sort of my machine learning journey. Awesome, and I'm curious, it's, I, I got a little bit from your story that you said you you mentioned how you approached the learning was to do one hour each day. Is that what you said? So so yeah, that's that was time um, I was uh, watching videos of Stanford courses. Uh, there's uh, quite a lot of uh, content there. Um, so yeah, I, so that was a period of time I I'll do one either one session or like one hour at least or one algorithm per day. So that really adds up over time. Yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah, I think so too. I think that I talk about that too often is building the habits, right? Oftentimes people, when they want to learn something, they dive in and they kind of put all the information together in long extended sessions and get or get overwhelmed. But oftentimes mm -hmm. what's helpful is to create that habit by doing something every day or on a certain schedule and breaking it down into smaller amounts so that you can actually absorb the information. Is that kind of the approach? Uh, yeah, I can't agree with that more. It's um, so today there are so many sources, different sources of information and you can pick up. I actually, when I drive, sometimes I set a playlist before I start driving so I can listen to that. Or sometimes I have a like small break. Sometimes it can be even five or 10 minutes. You take a quick look at something, can be a short video, can be a, uh, a blog or something. So all those things add up. Uh, and I'm glad you're talking about habit. I actually saw this, uh, there's a short video on YouTube. Someone was uh, interviewing Andrew In, who was a Stanford professor, one of the big names in machine learning and the founder of Coursera and uh, uh, many other things uh, he, he achieved. So he said, uh, someone's asking him, what's the uh, advice about learning in this age of machine learning? So he said, basically, get the habit of learning the key. And that means regularity. And he said for himself, he picked up of spending some time every Saturday or every Sunday reading or studying. And he doesn't have to and wake up on the Sunday, Saturday morning, making a decision if he's going to read or study today. It's just what he does. It's a habit. And the fact is a habit takes away that cognitive load on the decision making. And that really makes things easier. 
Right. And I think your brain can expect and anticipate that you're going to be learning at this time. It gets into that rhythm of being able to accept that information and, and quickly assimilate it into your knowledge base that you have already. That's what I found when I do things on a regular basis and incorporate things as a habit. That's right. I, yeah, I also have a, that one interesting story. I, I ran to a young lady last year at a conference. So she is, uh, she works at a tech company at a demanding job and she also has a lot of family responsibilities. And then she told me last few months, she's been reading 15 minutes per day, just 15 minutes. And then in the last few months, she finished five books. So she's really proud of that. So that really says, you know, just do bit by bit and but have a habit and do it continuously and things will add up and you achieve a lot of things when you look back. Definitely. I think I mentioned too, I say, you know, perfection and procrastination are our enemies when we're trying to learn new things. Interesting. Can you tell more about that? Well, essentially procrastination, right? There's always, you always can say, I'm going to start a habit or I want to read every day or I want to learn a new skill, but there's probably a better time to do it, right? It's the start of the month or when I'm not so busy or, you know, when I do this, I'll start doing that. So that's that idea of procrastination, right? But the story that you just mentioned of your friend who read, you know, all those books just by reading a certain small amount of time every day, when you first sit down to read that small amount that you can accomplish in that small chunk of time, it might seem insignificant, right? But you started the journey with that one small step of, you know, doing it one day and then progressively over time that builds up. So procrastination would just be putting off that learning that you can start and have in an incremental way, building into a habit, just starting immediately rather than procrastinating will help you to start to develop those new skills. And then on the other hand, there's perfection, right? So oftentimes, you know, we, we're waiting for something perfect to happen, you know, when we can find the perfect way to learn something new, or maybe when you can afford the perfect class to learn something new, right? You're, you're kind of striving for that perfection. You don't have enough time to dedicate or whatever. You're looking for that perfection in your learning. And oftentimes you can find it just by those things that you shared at first. I know you shared that, you know, you actually went into an MBA program, but initially when you were learning the new skill, you were picking things like YouTube videos or podcasts, um, which, you know, are things that may, might not be the perfect ideal way to learn something in your mind, but you actually were able to develop a foundational knowledge and develop some of that skill just by doing those simple things rather than looking for or striving for perfection and then sharing that knowledge and implementing it. So oftentimes people don't want to share their knowledge because they think they have to be the perfect um, expert or know every single detail or be able to answer any question about it before they would share their knowledge. But in fact, you know, sharing just even along the way as you're learning something rather than striving for perfection, but look, sharing your process of learning or how you approached it can not only help you, but also help other people in their own learning process. I love that. Yeah. So how I started learning machine learning was by no means uh, the ideal learning path, but that got me started. And over time, you know, different uh, kind of learning materials and things show up. And in that journey, you actually 
learned a lot of things and eventually all these concepts, uh, all these uh, different approaches, tools that they connect. And then I'll, I'm also glad you talk about uh, perfection. That's uh, that's that's actually um, not something we, we should be, um, how do I say that? That's, you don't want necessarily want perfection in that uh, learning journey. It's a, learning is uh, getting into something you're uncomfortable with. So just get it started and uh, get the process going. But of course, in, uh, at the same time, talking to your friends, talking to the experts, and get advice, try to optimize, and get more uh, maybe effective resources and approaches that will also be helpful. Yes, I agree. So oftentimes I, I like to think about when you're learning new skills as well, that you can have that small portion of time that you do the, the formal learning or learning on your own, reading books, watching videos, listening to podcasts. But then it's important to have that social element of learning, which you just mentioned, which is talking to coworkers, mentors, colleagues, and sharing and discussing what you've learned. And that's kind of what this is here, right? Like sharing a story or an experience of learning. And then obviously the last part, which I think is the most important part, maybe 70%, which is gaining experience using that skill or implementing that knowledge. Uh, so maybe you could share with us a little bit about how you did that. How did you approach your team and your management about you know the fact that you had developed some skills in this area and how did you start to be able to apply it in your day-to-day -day working life? Sure, yeah, when I, I joined my current team, I, uh, so there was some machine learning project that just got started or some experiment going on, but it wasn't producing the results as expected. So since I had some knowledge and uh, very, very interesting in this area. I basically jumped in to help on that. And uh, over certain iterations, and finally we have a working model that's effective and that went into production. So that it turns out the problem we solved is not only applicable to our organization, it is applicable to several other organizations as well. So they reached out and had collaboration. So we basically get into this uh, positive. So basically got into this uh, positive enforcement loop that our uh, project was expanding, getting visibility. Uh, and I certainly was learning that process, trying to apply what I've learned and do, and also learn from my team members, learn from the domain experts, as well as doing actual research on any new issues that come up. Right, and so, what was what was that first step though so you i you did share that right so there are projects going on in your team and you and you jumped in so maybe sometimes that's often the, the problem right like you learn something but you're unsure how to take that first step how do you jump in is it a conversation did you talk to a colleague did you talk to your manager what was that first step of jumping into the projects that were going on right yeah it, it was a uh... So as I mentioned, it was a project that's a, a, a early experiment that got started, but there's a, a process there and there's a, basically it took some, 
some uh, iteration and refinement to be, make things work. So there was some early struggle about producing desirable results and uh, even beating the existing non-machine learning rule-based system. Um, so I got engaged in that and I was very actively working with the data scientists, with domain experts, understand problem, propose solutions. Uh, so both from the, al the algorithm we use from the, the data we um, data we utilize for this uh, model training and for basically once we have a model that's actually it's interesting at some point we had a model that does not work very well. So are we going to discard that or there's some way to utilize part of that to solve, solve part of the problem we have. So it's that uh, problem solving process that eventually getting results that gets uh, get, gets attention and that initial small access got uh, further report uh, support from the management. So, so basically that's a positive cycle where you know, a, a small initial small step and success lead to more experiments, more success. And uh, so right now we have a team working on a whole bunch of exciting machine learning projects within our org and the collaboration across other organizations. Right, and I think that's so true what you share, right? It's that one first step and I feel like that as well. So, you know, that's why I wanted to emphasize how did you make that first step? Because oftentimes when you do take that first step, it does build on itself. So people become aware of it and you have build, have one success and then you build on it and then it grows. Um, with, within your team, and then, as you mentioned, further out to other teams. And I think that another thing that you mentioned, this will be the, my last question that I'll touch on. We talked about, you know, kind of where do you find your sources, and you listed those, and I'll share those specific ones that you mentioned in the show notes. But specifically, you said that you, when you started taking some more formal courses, you focused in on what was important for you and learning this particular skill, and this is around machine learning and artificial intelligence specifically, and I've heard this from other people, you said that statistics is really important because often people will think that it's they have to have a, quite a bit of mathematical knowledge or experience or extensive advanced courses. And you're the second person that I've talked to about learning this skill that's told me that, or mentioned that focus on statistics. So can you share a little bit about that? Yeah, statistics is certainly a very, very important part about with uh, data science and machine learning. Now, if someone is brand new to the field, I would actually recommend them to go with some, uh, if they want to get their hands on to something and try it out, try start with something no code or low code. Go to a, uh, a machine learning service that has a UI element where you can import data the UI can guide you through your selection of a algorithm and some choices and train a model for you and then you can get some results. So basically get some firsthand experience uh, what it is about on a popular algorithm, what what it can do. So you, you get a more concrete idea about it and get more confidence about, oh yeah, I can actually do this. Uh, then to get a further understanding, go deeper, you can always, um, you can, you can learn statistics for sure, and you can go through their variety of uh, online courses. 
uh, free courses, or you can go to Coursera, you can go to Stanford Online to learn about different concepts. What's basically what this algorithm is about? What's behind this magic? So you can you have that choice to start to be a first year user of machine learning, which is more and more accessible today, and you can selectively go down each and every field and algorithm and learn bit by bit. Right, and I think to your point, it makes it accessible. And it obviously it is a skill that employers are increasingly looking for. So thank you so much for sharing the details on how you learn specifically about machine learning and artificial intelligence, but more holistically, you know, how you approach learning a new skill, which according to the World Economic Forum is expected by the majority of employers these days. They expect their um, employees to be able to upskill on the job. And so there is that expectation that you are continuously learning and growing new skills. Maybe not all the skills at once, but one at a time and taking the time to build habits to incorporate new skills and learn new skills incrementally will help you to be able to meet those expectations in the workplace today. Absolutely. Well, thank you, Eileen, for being our guest on season seven of Brag Talks. And thank you all for listening to this episode of Brag Talks. Hope to see you next time. Thanks, Heather, and congratulations on your new book. Thank you so much. And thank you again for listening to Bright Talks.